contemplate the workings of the inner being. Your eyes are wide open, but are you really seeing? Hello. What up, everybody? How's you? I'm amazing. How's you? I'm awesome. <laughs> this is Ta. This is Cole. We are Ta, Ta Cole. Cole. Welcome to Mentor in, in the, the mirror. mirror. So today we're going to talk about loneliness. And I think quite often people don't take a moment to pause and differentiate between alone and loneliness because they're two very different experiences and you can be alone and not be lonely and you can not be alone and be really lonely. And you can be alone and lonely. Alone, true. That yeah. is very true. Yeah. Um, you know, in my first marriage, and really a lot of my life in general, but I think when it got loud enough for me to be able to recognize it as an adult was in my first marriage realizing how alone I was in this relation in the relationship and how lonely I was. Like I'll never forget just one night, you know, lying in bed and feeling like it was lonely. It was not a not a fun place to be. Yeah, my first marriage was I was quite lonely and it got to a place where um where you know, she didn't really talk to me about things. She would call, you know, you know, I like deep conversation and she would call my conversation out of space talk. I don't want to hear your out of space talk. So, uh, I was very much alone and lonely in, in my conversation desires. And so I didn't say things. And there were so many things that so many rules around, you can't do this as a, as a husband and you can't do that. And, and so, me speaking about things was was not allowed so i was very lonely i was very by myself and then if i told somebody else and it got and she got wind of it uh, there was all of this anger and all of this you know why would you do that to me and this shaming and guilt guilting and so i hid and it became very problematic and it became detrimental to my body it started to show up in all kinds of weird ways i started eating messed up and it was it was really problematic i mean shame and guilt is at the core of loneliness for sure and there's also like a diet of shame and guilt i like feel like when i was lonely the shame and guilt had its own appetite like it craved different foods it craved fast food and lots of alcohol and really sugary, crappy wine. I mean, I bought those like big bottles of Magnum wine that I don't even know if it's real grapes. Yeah. So my my shame diet was uh, curry goat and uh, and uh, rice and peas from the Jamaican spot. The, the, the $10 dinner, the big, ridiculous one. I mean, at least you knew it was goat. Nah, it, nah I don't know if it was goat. It might have been rat. <laughs> I have no idea. Alley cat. It was curry. Brooklyn it was curry alley meat. cat. And I would I would eat two plates of that a day, and I put on like forty pounds in six months. Just son, I was putting bacon in blue box macaroni and cheese, bro. That's pretty nasty. Blue box mac and cheese. That's. I mean, at this point, I thought I was blue, fancy. Blue, blue box, because I'm not you know like that craft shit. Blue box. Is that a brand? No, it's just in a blue box. It's craft. Oh, okay. And nonstop cereal. Junior bacon cheeseburger. That's pretty disgusting. With a biggie fry and a kid's frosty so that I could dip the junior bacon cheeseburger in the kid's frosty, son. Biggie. <laughs> so for me, <laughs> that was the diet of shame <laughs> and guilt and loneliness. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's a it's an ugly situation uh when you get into the shame space because you uh you can't tell anybody 
things and then you start to be secretive and we've spoken multiple times on how secrets affect the body mm-hmm. you know when you have to craft an imagination of yourself you know if you have to make a presentation all the time it actually strains your body when you have to show up in in a subdued fashion or when you're holding back it actually puts a lot of strain on your body because your brain has to work hard to craft an imagination for yourself and for other people around you. Yeah, and it's really common, especially with the high-level thought leaders, uh, seven, seven, eight, and well, I mean, kind of anyone, but in particular with our seven and eight-figure leaders, they have a lot to lose in everything that they're creating. And because society has these rules that control how honest a person really can be without being punished for it, it's a lot to uphold or maintain an image. And that creates loneliness because their passion or their purpose could honestly, it's all on the line. And so for, you know, there's an isolation that almost has to occur to protect themselves for this big purpose they're trying to change lives with, which creates, again, that loneliness, shame, guilt, hiding. Right. And is it, in fact, they're protecting themselves or are they protecting the sanctity of their business? Yes. Or the sanctity of their relationship or whatever, or their family name, honor, whatever it is. Are they really catering to themselves? Or are they catering to something outside of themselves? Well, and a lot of experience will say that they can't trust just anyone with the totality of who they are because of past experiences, and that leaves them super, super lonely. Yeah, you can't, you can't speak your truth. You can't be authentic. It's very challenging to be that authentic person. So, with all your years in the hospital, what? You've shared it with me, but what was the number one killer that you saw? The number one killer of human beings that uh, that I saw, in my experience, and that I that I still see now when people come to me and talk to me, when I talk to my colleagues from nursing, is loneliness. And people will chalk it up to to heart attacks and job stress and this and that. It's loneliness. And when people can't express who they are, it it causes them a great deal of uh, personal stress and physical discomfort to to be alone. Well, and in, that's in that creates the habits that, of why they eat, right? It's like they're they're filling or trying to connect to something, because loneliness is really a lack of connection to self, to the things or the people around you, or the ideas, the ideas of who you are. You know, you 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 if you're if you're presenting yourself as a certain way, if you you know if you're let's say you're a physician and you go to work and you have to have this. This, you know, I'm the know-it-all guy who's got it all together because I'm saving lives. And that's not what you're feeling like. You're still presenting this persona. And it may not be what you are at any given moment. And so you have to provide this for 12 hours on a shift. You know, meanwhile, your heart is breaking in the background because of something that's going on with your relationship or whatever. And you're not able to be honest about it because you have to uphold this image. And it's the same thing with entrepreneurs. They have to uphold this image that, that they're, they've created around their business. They may not even like their business anymore. True. And can they even say it? Can they be honest with themselves? Or the fear of, of what is next if they actually admit that. Right. Can they be honest with themselves? Can they be honest with their family? Can they be honest with, with, with the people that, that are consuming their products? You know, it's it's an issue uh, with products or services. It's an issue with with the with the body in in not being able to be yourself, and it can make you really really lonely. And that that's something that we see in entrepreneurs all the time is this loneliness space. They they don't they they can't express themselves. I can't do that. You know, I can't I can't talk to my partner about that. My partner's gonna wig out. 
Well, or know. family. I feel like there's a lot of creation that happens with family or a lot of stories that happens where it's their, the original loneliness came from not feeling like they fit in with their family. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I didn't feel like I had anyone to talk to. Oh, I didn't feel like there was anyone that would listen to me. Uh, I felt unimportant. I didn't feel special or considered. And we can usually track that back to childhood. Mm -hmm. of where that loneliness actually started, which in other ways is what propelled them to create the purpose and path that they did to find community, you know, to find connection. Um, they just may have first connected to work and a purpose versus people, which then at the end of the day is still uh, harboring the loneliness, like in that that core wound. Yeah. Loneliness is very dangerous. And, and uh, you know, as as human beings, there's studies in uh, in – in sociology, there's studies in psychology, there's, stu there's studies in all types of fields that show that when uh, a person is isolated and uh, expelled from from community, it becomes physically uh, a physical distress. The most painful thing in the world is to be isolated from the tribe. So when people are 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 alone, it causes uh, an uproar in the body, and and we we have to be able to be seen. Well, and that is the greatest human fear, right, is to be left alone or the loneliness or being cast out from the community, from the family, from the tribe. It is the way that people have been punished by being banished, right? You are banished from the tribe. You no longer, like you have done the unthinkable, whatever that is for whatever culture at any given time. And that's how primitive that fear is because we can't survive out on our own. And so it's like that compensation of, I'm going to prove I can make it on my own. And then they reach that seven figures. They finally cross that one $2 million mark and then look around and have friendships and have created a lot of magic in their life. But the truth is they still haven't been able to be fully vulnerable and transparent because of the fear of losing what they've created, which could also mean they no longer have anything they feel connected to. Right. Like it's a very high risk endeavor. It is. It is indeed. And so, you know, we, we are always about encouraging people to check in with themselves to see, are you feeling lonely in yourself? Are you feeling lonely in your interactions with your family? Are you, feel, are you having the interactions that you want to have? Are you having the interactions that you want to have with your, your closest loved ones, you know, your spouse or your lover? Are you having the, the interactions that you, you're that you want to have at work? Are you able to be yourself and talk about your work to your business partners or the people that you're, you're uh, in cahoots with, your team members? You know, are you able to honestly be yourself? And if you're not, are you lonely? And, you know, look in the mirror and ask yourself, am I lonely? You know, and then once you figure out if you're lonely, you know, just like we always say, Cole's going to break it down. Well, I mean, this is the biggest reason that we do what we do. Um, Having a safe space to not only be completely vulnerable and to create connection, but having guidance and reflection, you know, like anything else, like any other part of creating a business, creating transparency, authenticity, and a life team is imperative. So what to do if you're in this position is you can follow the steps that we do with all of our clients, which is to assess create, and then implement. It's that simple. You start with that assessment. Where am I? You know, taking inventory. What do I want? Where am I currently? You know, looking at that assessment. And then it's time to create. 
Create a plan. Who's on your life team? Who are people that you feel like you already can trust or you could trust if you had some guidance in opening up those conversations? And then how to know when to utilize that life team. And then we go into implementation, right? You go into the implementation with the plan and the team to help fortify the plan. The team fortifies the plan. And then you're able to make adjustments utilizing your life team to ensure that you're not only getting authenticity, transparency, connection, pleasure, fun, play, whatever it is, but that removes the loneliness, especially if you've spent life as being the lone wolf and the one that had to overcome and it's the underdog story. Are you willing to step out of the transformation trap to come out of being all alone, of coming out of being that lone wolf mentality and curate a team around you that you can fully be connected to and with for your purpose and for your passions. There it is, y'all. So we'd really like you to know that seven-figure, eight-figure, six-figure, two-figure, billionaire, all of us have the potential of being lonely. It's not a wonderful place. It's not a nice place. It's not a cool place at all. I've been there. Cole's been there. Maybe you've been there. Maybe you're there now. Maybe you don't know how to get out of it. If you need help, this is what we're here for. This is what we do. You can always reach out to us for this to help navigate through this space. If you've been going to therapy, you've been trying to figure things out, You've, you've been having bite-sized chunks in 50 minutes, 50 minute increments, and you don't know where to go. Hit us up. Let's have a conversation about it. This is what we do. You've already got a team set up for your business, right? You've got systems in place to ensure that you can get from A to B, that you can get from six figures to seven, seven to eight. Do you have that same system set up for your life? Because if you don't, then if you are part of the majority of who we work with, that transformation trap is a real thing. And it's not something that can be, like Toss said, just in these little bite-sized pieces and particles. Where are the blind spots? And the more blind spots that you have, the more loneliness you may be experiencing on a regular basis. So let's let's put a spotlight in some of those areas so that you can find the support that you need to get more connection. And stepping into 2020, we're going to be doing in-person masterminds, which we're really excited about that will kick off um, coaching programs. So it's really about shining that light in those blind spots, coming up with a plan, right? We're going back to that assess, create, and implement. Assess where you are, where are the biggest roadblocks that may be outside of your periphery. Then we're going to create a plan help you gather your team, and then through the implementation process. This is the most powerful work we've been doing with clients for the last few years in particular, and we're excited to roll it out moving into 2020. So if that's something you'd like more information on, you can go to talkhole.com to join the waitlist. Talkhole, T-A-H-K-O-L-E.com. Join the waitlist. And then you'll be the first to know because we love you. So especially if you're tuning into the podcast, we'd love to have you be a part of it. 
moving forward. And even if it's not something that you're able to do for whatever reason for now, just stay in that. Assess, create implementation. Without a plan, you're not going to get to where you want to go. You know, it's a lot deeper than um, just strategy. If you're lonely, what is your plan for connection? Who or what do you need to move away from? Who or what do you need to move closer to to resolve that loneliness? As always, you can rate, review, subscribe, tag a friend. If you leave a comment, you can hit us on Instagram. Let us know. We'd love to thank you personally. And if you want to check out past episodes, www.mentorinthemirrorpodcast.com. And as always, I'm Cole. I'm Ta. Be free. free.